Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Say thank you again. We'll bless your name for what you are doing. We thank you for what you will do. Father, we say let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that as we gather and as we seek your face together again, Lord, we pray that you would meet us even beyond our own imaginations in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' precious name we are praying. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's have our seat, please. Amen. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. As we as we as we started off last week when we looked about the church there are other things that I would not necessarily go to so you know you can listen to it on podcast. You know, we have, I guess it's, um, yeah, I think it should have been uploaded on, on podcast, so you can download the sounds on podcast or Facebook. I don't know if Instagram does watch back. I don't use Instagram that much, but yeah. So all those kind of things we see there. Amen. And it's interesting that, you know, you know, and so I would, I would be pointing out to certain things for us in the service that has gone, certain things that you have seen or you've noticed today in today's service, so that you can probably, I think one of the things that you will appreciate the, the worship more, if that makes sense. You know, and the song, you know, essentially, you know, the song that was sung before um, says that, um, um, I've, I've tried to explain a little bit of that to us. Is that what that song is saying that there are some foundational truths in the fold that Babaladra himself has no authority over? Do you get what I'm trying to say? That even there are some foundational truths that most that they are exclusive for most of the Moladi himself to have done anything about it. That's why the Bible says, so that's what the song says, and what we let so, so there are some foundational truths in the fold that no matter who you are, you have no authority to override it. So, so it says, So God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So we will be trying to look at some of these foundational truths or, or things that we have, you know, that have um, as we look at the church generally, I said to us last week, you know, we spoke about the two dimensions of church that Jesus spoke about in, in, in scriptures. We spoke about the universal church and the local church. Can we still remember it to that point? Amen. So we would, I'm going to just, I'm going to try to also, because it's important that when we read the Bible, you understand a little bit of context. And also, it helps us to be able to understand certain things when, if we can track yourself back 
to that time when Jesus spoke. So when we start off by reading Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus said, the Bible says, when he came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? The question you would see if when you, as God helps us to understand the Bible well, is that why did Jesus make that statement at that point in time? Now, this Caesarea Philippi is a place for those who are traveled to Jerusalem. It is a place within Jerusalem, within Israel. It is a particular point. But as you see the name of the place, Caesarea Philippi, is that the name, you know, in, for, I think most of us are here from Nigeria, except a couple, you know, but in Nigeria, we have a way of naming places after Moshu Dabiola way, this one, this. You get that? So in those days, also, Caesar was the ruler over those areas because Israel was under occupation of, 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 um, of, of the Roman Emperor. That's why Jesus said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. So, Philippi, where Philip was like the governor in that area. So, they called, they named that region um, Caesarea Philippi. I'm coming to, I'm trying to lay a foundation on, on this kind of, you know, so that you can understand what, what we are talking about. So, when Jesus got there, he called his disciples and he said, who do people say that I am? Now, this particular area, when you visit Israel today, you will still see, archaeologists will still have, there's a lot of, um, um, you know, you still see things where they will take you to certain, certain things in those areas. Now, that place is a place where they worship all sorts of idols. It is not the Jews. It is Romans that have occupied. So it became a place where Romans or people around the world have their juice, uh, their, their um, you know, just like you have, you can have a place in, you know, if you are looking for Lagos, you go to Peckham. By the time you get to Peckham, you are in Lagos. Although you are in London. You get somebody was saying that they they, they you know, even the white people in Peckham speak Yoruba. You think that they don't understand what you're saying. So they are so, you know, they have transferred that place. So you might be in London, but once you come into Peckham, you have entered Nigeria. So also was this area. That is why you will say the Bible says that when he came to the region, because those areas, Jews don't go in there. The reason why Jews don't go in there is because the level of idol worship that goes on in that place. So Jews generally would say that, you know, Jews are very conscious of what they eat when they go to and all this kind of stuff. Let me just give you a, um, let's go to the next slide. You will just see, this is just like, this is how the place, but of course, what they try to reconstruct is the places that you have in those places at that time. So you have the cave entrance, you have um, Temple of Augustus, you have the Court of Pan. Pan was a god of fertility. 
then you have the temple of Zeus and the upper temple, the lower temple, and things like that. So what they do in these places is that when they when they kill the animals, they take them and they throw them into this <coughs> cave. And I'll show you now. That is what they call the gates of hell because they believe that Pan, God of Pan is there. So when they kill that animal, they throw it into that water in that, in that cave. If that animal <coughs> floats, they believe that God has rejected it. But if it goes down, so Jesus now took his disciples there. Let's just go to the next, next slide, please. So you have, this is what they call the gates of hell. So when Jesus was talking, even though he was trying to refer to certain things, he was pointing out certain things to them. So let's come, please. So you have, you know, you see how there are some documentaries on it or whatever it is. People who go there, archaeologists go there to come and to go and you know, find out these places. What I'm trying to say is that, so, now, having understood that, let's go to Matthew, let's go on to Matthew. So, Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? Jesus was saying, there are so many gods in this place. Everybody's worshipping all sorts of God. Who do you think that I am? That's what he was asking them. And when Peter now replied, Jesus now said, I tell you, Peter, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades. Basically saying, these things that they worship will not be able to stand it. Yes, you, because that all was like the Hades. So, they will put, they, once they threw, they believe that they threw it into hell. So, you know, the demons were accepting it in those days. So when Jesus made that statement, the Bible says that he said that the gate of hell will not, will not prevail against it. Do we get it to that point? Okay. Because all these things is going to be important as we begin to look more at the church. Now, when Jesus said, I will build my church. What does that mean? When I say to you, go and bring my shoes outside. What does that mean? There are other shoes in that place. Does this make sense a bit? So that means when Jesus was saying, my church, they understood that there were other churches available. Now, the question, the second question I want you to, I want you to, I'm trying to take you back so that you can understand when, what Jesus was talking about. And you later be able to understand when Jesus was making certain statements. So Jesus, when we now get to that point, These are Jews. This is the first time you will read in the Bible that the Bible will use the word church. So, if I say I will build my I don't know, I'm trying to look for one 
I don't know how to predict it, just, just a random word. Um, I, I want to build my ratatafarious, whatever it is. What will you say? What will be your response? What does that mean? Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, what I'm saying is that if this word church was new today, the question should have been, what do you mean? But they did not ask. So that means they understood what he meant as a church. Even though this is the first time it's entering the Jewish lexicon as it were. So the question now is when Jesus said I will build my church what was in the mind of those sitting there? Just like you have the fivefold ministries, you have the apostles, was one new word that came in after Jesus left. So, when they were calling themselves apostles, what does it mean to them? Now, you will begin to understand that, okay, when when they, when you are, when a certain area is governed by a kingdom, you begin to take some of their languages and use it in your own local area. Like, um, you know, in Nigeria, when you, English, we began to mix certain English, then you began to have broken English in Nigeria. It is, a, it is something that came from after colonization. You began to take their language and you began to use it within your day-to-day -day life. Does that make sense? So, when the, Jesus said apostles, apostles are called the saint one. From the word apostolate, when you, when you, when you dispatch um, something, when you want to travel, um, send goods to Nigeria, to anywhere, in light concert, they give you an apostle, which means that something that is carrying a load to go and deliver in a foreign land. Does this make sense to us? So, the word that Jesus was talking about, can I have next slide, please? Is what you called ecclesia. Actually, in the day you would have called it, English translation, look with me, church. The actual translation is Ecclesia. Now, what does why why is this important? Now, when you go to Wikipedia, for example, and you go and look at the meaning of Ecclesia as they understood it in the Roman world, it is said he said Ecclesia is an ancient um, is an ancient um, is an story the Ecclesia of ancient um, Athens. Is particularly well known. It was a popular assembly open to all male citizens as, as soon as they are qualified as a citizen. Please take note of these words. It now says that it allows them to participate regardless of class. So in this gathering, it doesn't matter 
which class you belong to. So it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire or a millionaire or whatever the case may be. As long as you're a citizen. That means, as far as everyone is concerned, if somebody has not given their life to Christ, they are not part of the church. Does this make sense? Okay. So, he now said, regardless of their, of their he said, the assembly was responsible for declaring war, military strategy, electing people, electing other officials, responsible for nominating and electing magistrates. So, these people that Jesus was talking about, they had the power to legislate what happens within an environment. These people had the ability, whenever they gathered, as, as a group, whatever they, they, they declare war, they make decisions about what's happening on behalf of the whole land. You can say that if Jesus were to be alive today, is illustration of what a church would be, or the church is talking about, is going to be our parliament. A group of people that gather and make decisions over the land. You will now understand when Jesus say, where two or more are gathered, I am there. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What he's saying is that that gathering have the ability and the power to declare what happens on that land and what doesn't. You see that differentiation of our own church you now is different from what Jesus was talking about. So when Jesus was talking to them about, I will build my church, and he said, this gate of hell, they will not be able to stand over it. Basically, we will determine the church would determine what happens to these people. So, it's, so when he was saying the Ecclesia, I was saying a group of people, an assembly, that whenever they gather and they make decrees, certain things will begin to happen. So when Jesus had what Jesus had as a mind in his mind about a church. That's why he even said, where two or more are gathered, I am there. Now, let me bring it very close to normal. Is this thing still first of all? Amen. As, of course, I'm trying to bring you closer to what Jesus was talking about versus what we know now. Now, let me try to, and please note that I am not peculiar about the CLS food. I'm talking about CLS food. I just want to make an illustration so that you understand certain things. So, when you see Ecclesia gather, they are gathering in an That's why when Jesus said, whatever, when one or two or more are gathered in my name, he said, I am there. Why? Because in an ecclesia, you need a symbol of authority to be available. Does that make sense? 
let me just ex ex show us as let's just move on. Just now, when you see the house, you know, at least let we can use Britain as an example. Why? Because it's the most ancient democracy, I think it's the oldest democracy in the world. So at least you can use that as, as, as a so when the leader of the house, the speaker is coming in, he comes in the maze, which is a symbol of authority, follows them in. Now, when they now sit, this moment, please, when they now sit, the maze is let air. That means that whatever you agree in that place becomes law over the land. For those who know a little bit more about Nigerian politics, they innovated a new dimension. And the person that innovated it is a very, is a world-class scholar. I'm talking about Chuba Okadibo. For those who know, Chuba Okadibo is not, is a well-educated person. When Chuba Okadibo was going to be, about to be impeached in Nigeria, what did he do? He took the mess and they ran. Basically, no matter how much you all gather, I say, Tumokadibo is in peace. It's impossible. <laughs> Why? Because the symbol of authority has departed. Now, the concern Nigerians were having there is that if Tumokadibo's housemate and gatesman sit down and put maids and say, Nigeria belongs to us, it becomes law. Because then it was back and we were saying, ah, this thing is serious because there is no, that is the symbol of authority. No matter how well you are all gathered. Does this make sense to us? Now, you know, Nigeria's ceiling of mist has now become, like if they don't want you to get carry mist, everybody goes, so that is so, that's so bad, you know, even our thugs are not carrying this in Nigeria, you know, in some houses and things like that. So, God help us, you know, this is one, uh, you know, this one running around with, with maze. You know, they, God will help us in Nigeria. You know, we, we, we have advanced. There was a time we started, um, you know, that time we were using loose chairs like this. Now they have. Both the chairs, you know, like the chairs now. All the chairs are now tied to the ground uh, because people use it as weapon. <laughs> God help us in Jesus' name. So maybe we will not have to tie this to the ground, and nobody can carry it. Hallelujah. So what that means is that when ecclesia gathers, the symbol of authority is brought in. I.e., that's why in the Sianese world, you see the possession coming in. Because this is the symbol of authority. Why is it a symbol of authority? It is the death of Christ. So when it is brought in, before your service starts, what they are saying is that Ecclesia is about to converge. And the symbol of authority is brought in. Does that make sense? Now, for churches who don't use cross, that's why Jesus said, 
where two or more of you are gathered, I am there. Basically, I, as the symbol of authority, am standing there. I am saying all of this for you to, first of all, to understand that as far as God is concerned, church is a different ballgame. But one thing the devil will do is ensure that you are not as, we all are not as informed about what is happening. So you will see services at times where, where you would see peaks in services. I see, you know, like for example, when they sang the song and Wole for Bawa, I think for those who kind of understood what was going on, what is happening is that at times sessions may happen, another symbol of authority may come in for a decision to be made about what is going on. Amen. If you don't understand, like me, don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, but you know. I'm just trying to explain those things. So that is why when we go back to the worship, when Sister Yemi was talking about, about, about that, you know, what she came to her mind yesterday is that we should do a prophetic worship. And when she was singing the song that, um, what, um, see what the Lord has done, see what the Lord has done, what we are waiting for has come to pass. Why? Because when the parliament gathers, what they are making is authority about what is about to happen. Now, one of the things that politicians have done well is that you make sure that the parliament is weak, i.e. they belong to your party. So, see, the 45p tax that was abolished is not because you are shouting. That's why they abolish it. I know they said that because you are you spoke and they had. Do you know what they call the 1922 committee? Anybody? Ah. Am I talking about parliament? When those ones tell the prime minister that see you don't have a backing in the parliament, they have no choice at all. Because those, the chairman of the 22 committee is the one that takes the letters from parliament members that say, we are not happy with this, we are not happy with this. Once it gets to a point, you will tell him, this letter is growing. Your government is about to come to an end. Immediately, they will come out and say, because I have heard all of you, I am changing my mind. No, it is power that has told her or him. What I'm trying to say to you is that the parliament, even though a government may make a law, if the parliament says it is not happening, it is not. Let me just say something that I will just, you know, I will just give a testimony and I will just move away from that. Because when you understand these things, well, as we go on, you know, um, there was a time in Nigeria when they were closing universities, um, when I mean universities, they were closing um, all these off-campus and things like that. I know in Nigeria, you, know, you, you can be doing off-campus university from year one to year five, you know, and it comes to the last moment, they just tell you that it's canceled. Those who are there, where are they going to go? Nobody has, nobody cares. Things like that. they like, I remember that we made, they made a, a law and the, 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 the Minister of Education then or something, 
made a decree. I said, by him. he gave a date. And we gathered that day in church. It was a youth, youth group. And we said that, you know, just with the little understanding that we had about this, we said that, okay, we are giving by this day. If this minister does not change their mind, they lose their job. And as God would have it, they refused to change their mind. And the day before the government was going to enact it, that minister was sacked. What happened? The, the parliament gathered. Then when I was in university, I used to tell people, you know, one of the things that we normally do, we say, when, when, we, when we're doing our worship, we say, this is when we make the laws of this university. We, whatever we bind here becomes law. Senate is, they are just there. They are professor. But we have, this is where the laws are made. When you understand that, you will understand that when Jesus begins now to introduce a statement of war when it comes, when it comes to church, he will say the church of God advanced with violence. It would say that it would say it would say that it would say that the gate of hell will not hold the church. Now, please note that when Jesus said, "I will build my church, and the gate of hell will not will not prevail," who? What is a gate? A gate is something used to protect something. Is that right? So. When he said the gate of hell will not be able to prevail, who is on the offensive? Who is the one attacking? Mark, sir? The gate is stationary. Gates are stationary. So for it not to prevail, that means there is an intruder coming in. So the church is the one on the offensive. That means that if the devil is gathering a community and holding them close, it, when the church advances, he advances into that and the gates of hell will not be able to hold it back. So the church was never designed to not be on the offensive. When parliament makes law, they are intruding into areas that you naturally do not want them to be. So, when the kingdom of darkness, that's why when you see Jesus go to a place, demons will be shouting, why? They said, why have you come to disturb us before our time? Because Jesus was on the offensive. The church is supposed to enter a place on the offensive. Whenever a culture is permitting a place, the church is not to fold his hands. I'm not talking about going and carrying placards. But what I'm trying to say is that when we gather and we understand what our gathering is about, we make laws about what happens out there. Does this make sense? Yeah. So Jesus said, The gates of hell 
will not be able to withstand it. It is not, but once the church, once we do not wake up and understand our standing, you would be, because the devil wants the world to be in here rather than out there. So as long as you are occupied with yourselves, you don't have time for any other thing. So, having defined that and explained to us, you know, the, the position of war is that number one, the church is not, uh, Romans chapter 16, verse 5, just says to us, greet the church that meets at their house. So that means their house is not the church. It is church that we, I explained this to us last week. This place is a school. A church meets in there. When you have a building, you can that may be a temple, but that is not a church. The church gathers in that place. I will discuss about that last week. Um, I hope we have time to go through for those of us who did not. So quickly, we have seen that you know when we gather, we make laws, and you know the the the, the explanation was saying that they decide wars, they make laws, they decide what happens in the wider environment. And Jesus was that's why Jesus took his disciples to that place and he said, Look at all these things. The church will rise, and the gates of hell will not be able to stand it. That's what he was saying. So he took them away from their house, went to Caesarea Philippi. And he made a declaration at that place. The people will say that, um, sorry, not the people, but your bad people will say that, our Columbus, you know, you, you, you know, you cannot come to my house. I don't know how to pray to you. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it is certain things are violations and insults to the body of Christ. Or if you think it's okay, then it's okay. There are certain things that should not be parading itself. Because we are designed to be on the offensive. Now, let me just channel to us briefly the pattern, the this issue going on. When you go to them, let's go to Genesis chapter 3. We will look at it from the beginning. The Bible says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Between thy seed and our seed. He said, it will, um, he said, it shall bruise, it shall bruise thy head, thy head, and thou shall bruise his heels. And so the Bible says that there is going to be war between two types of seed. Now, this thing was so important in the heart of Eve that when Cain killed Abel and when she was given sex, you would see that, let's go to um, chapter 4 verse 25, you would see that, it said, the Bible says, and Adam knew knew his wife again, 
and she bore a son, and she called him Seth. I said, for God, for God, she said, has appointed another seed. So basically, everybody was looking to say there is a war that is about to happen. But the seed is what would it, the seed would be the war fraud. Once the seeds have, once we see the seed, then we know that we now begin to take occupation. That's why Jesus said that the Bible talks about that his kingdom shall know no end. Hallelujah. So we see Genesis. Again, we are seeing in Genesis chapter 22. So you begin to see that this journey of the seed becomes very it becomes a serious business. So the Bible says, I'm reading the Amplified, but he was talking to um, the, the, uh, he, let me just go to verse 17. He said, he said, indeed, I will bless you greatly. This is Abraham. I will bless you greatly and I will multiply you and your, and your descendants like the, like the stars of heaven and like the sand of the seashore. And your seed shall possess the gates of the enemies. What did Jesus say? He said, the gates will not be able to withhold them. So we saw the seed start from issue that start from uh, uh, Adam and Eve. Set now Abraham, and you will see that even when he came to Rebecca in Genesis chapter twenty-four, verse sixty, the Bible says, "I will bless Rebecca, and unto her I said, and 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 said unto her, Thou art our sister, and." And be, be thou the mother of the thousands of millions, and let thy seed possess the gates of the enemy. What I'm trying to point out to you is that this issue of the seed has been an issue that has been going on. And the Bible later says to us, in Galatians chapter 3, <coughs> verse 16, the Bible says the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. The scripture did not say seeds, meaning many people, but your seed. And the Bible now says, meaning one person who is Christ. So the seed that has been said from Genesis all the way through is Jesus. Now, Jesus now opened us to another dimension of that seed. Jesus went and said in John, John chapter 12, verse 23 to 24, Jesus said, The hour, Jesus replied, The hour has come for your man, for your for, for the Son of Man to be glorified. Verily I tell you, unless the wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains a single seed. But if it dies, that means that Jesus is saying, I was the seed that they were talking about. But the day I die, I do not remain that seed alone. 
you have many seeds. Does this make sense? Yes. So when Jesus was telling Peter, you, the gates of hell, that is where the battleground is going to be. What Jesus was saying is that when I die, I will come up as multiple seeds. And please, we note, like we said, Ecclesia does not matter. So that means that God, you may be an accountant. Somebody may be a, a carpenter. Somebody may be a nurse. Somebody may be... The seeds will take the battle to the gates of the enemy. So wherever the gate is, the gate of culture, the gate of, it could be family, it could be anywhere. Jesus is saying, no, you are now the seed. The mandate is that you take the gates of the enemy. That's when Jesus was talking about church. His idea of church is a bit different. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, as when Jesus was talking about there is a, a system of multiplication of seeds. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, 28 verse verse 19 to 20 said go therefore into all the world and make disciples now Jesus did not say go into the world and make members he said go into the world and make disciples why because it is and when you begin to read true scriptures you discover that what the when the church is increasing, it's not increasing in members, they increase in disciples. Acts. Acts chapter 9. He said, the Bible says, in Damascus, there was a disciple named Anes. Let's go to the next one, please. Acts chapter 6. The Bible says, the word of God spread, and the number of disciples increased. So, what is multiplied is disciples. For you to understand that there can be many members, but when God is trying to build his church, he is looking for disciples. And when we go to, let's go to Matthew, Luke, sorry. The Bible says, a large crowd were traveling with Jesus. So that means there were so many people. See, these people, they've left their household. They traveled. Please, what else do you need to know that a man is ready? You've left your house, left your business, traveled all the way down, and Jesus looked at them. And he said, if any one of you comes to me and does not hate his father, mother, wife, brothers and sisters, yet even his own life, such person cannot. Jesus did not put definition of disciples. He said, maybe you are trying to come himself. Jesus said, no. 
they cannot be a disciple. What he's saying is this. First thing that a disciple needs to clear is that your commitment to Christ will cost you relationships. He's not necessarily talking about father, mother, and things like that. He's saying relationships. Why Jesus started from father and mother? Those things that would you feel out. You feel like, ah, you know, ma, my paddy, I can't do this for them. Oh. He doesn't say, I know. So you are, not, you are saying the crowd. You are not ready to be a disciple. He said, even their whole life, that means that when you are continuing, see, one of the challenges about discipleship is this. Okay, let me just give an example for you to understand where, where I'm coming from. When you you are an accountant. Let me use I've using this to <laughs> you are an accountant. When you went to study accountancy, was your aim to know how to count your money? Accountant, it helps you to understand your money, your, your own finances. But the aim is not that you wake up in the morning and count what is left in your bank account. If that is your desire, very soon no money will be needed to count because there will be nothing for you to count. What does that mean? If your agenda and this, ah, God help us. See, when the idea of guiding of church is, ah, they did not call my prayer point today. You know? <laughs> I really had them. And they said, you. Discipleship must be ready. Even their own self is not an issue. But embedded in that statement, that's why you seek you first the kingdom of God. And, yet, and other things shall be added to you. We, God, trans, God, God did an experiment for us many I mean, some years ago in church. When God said to us, for the next, I don't know how many, say six months, nobody should pray for themselves. Only pray for this. And I was surprised. Ah, people tried it for one, one week. Second week. Ah. <laughs> we are all good here and we bless God for our life. But go to church is generally. Pray for the church. You see that the voice will begin to go down. But say, ah, your issues of your life, oh, yeah, pray. The fire day. Oh, Lua. <laughs> but when you come to pray for church, it goes down. Jesus said, those, if you are still on that path, not me, you cannot. See, a pastor can say, ah, don't worry, 
Don't worry, you are all members. God is, Jesus is saying, that's his own, that's your pastor's opinion. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> One thing I've learned about God, Jesus, he's very black and white. Jesus doesn't have, he said, if we are cold or cold, your pastor will say, ah, don't worry, I know you are still in the process, I know you are this, I know you are that. God is saying, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, you know, the Bible says that even their own life. Question, how well are you on that journey of discipleship? Do you know how to check? When last did you pray for the church? In your vigil, when last did you dedicate time for the church? Let's take church away. When last did you dedicate time to pray for the issues of God on this land. You see why church cannot rise. I'm not talking about plenty. That's what Jesus was talking about. Here. But where you see, you can you can gather in multitude and your decision doesn't affect neighbor. They will call police and say they are making noise. Because your impact doesn't affect anybody. He said, and whoever carries their cross and who does not carry their foot cannot be my disciple. See, most of somebody said something. As it was it Francis Chan. He said, if Jesus was pastoring the church today, there will be no one else. <laughs> you know because the way we say it, ah, <laughs> God help us in Jesus' name. Now, Jesus was saying, why, why was Jesus saying this? Because the war is extremely important. You cannot have a soldier on the battlefield that all they are caring is about themselves. They become a liability to the war front. There was a time when Prince Charles, I say, um, William, were going to Afghanistan to go and fight. And soldiers, retired generals are saying, this is wrong. Why? Because everybody will be trying to protect the king or the, the prince at the expense of the war. We cannot have somebody in that group because all the focus, the enemy will focus him. Every soldier will want to protect him. Then why are we at, why, why are we at the war front? So what he's saying is that when he comes to God, taking his battle to the land of the enemy, that is why it is, that's why Jesus used the word cross. Cross is where you will nail yourself and you will sacrifice yourself for God. That's what Jesus was saying. Let's go. He said, he, he said, he said suppose one person wants to build a tower, wants to build a tower, would you first sit down and estimate the cost? Even though you have enough money to complete it. Sorry to see. Sorry to see if you have more to complete it. So for if you lay the foundation, that means there are many, many members. 
but you cannot build anything out of it. So Jesus was saying, you know, let's just read another translation, another verse that he talked about. You know, when he says, suppose a king is about to go to war with another king. The Bible, Jesus said, what if he sits down and consider whether he's able to use 10,000 men to oppose the one coming with him with 20,000. If he's not able to he will send a, delega a, a, a delegation while others, while, um, while the others is still a long way afar off and asks for time of peace. God is saying there are certain things that I will have to allow in this nation because the church is not ready. He said, I have to. Now, please note that he said, if he's able to use 10,000 to oppose. 20,000. What is Jesus is saying is that it is not numbers that matter. It is that are they ready to take the wall down? And God says, see, at times, certain things God will have to do is to make peace. Say, so let's just find a way to make this thing work. And things like that. People say, ah, why God? God say, no, the church is not ready. The church is not ready. And when he said that, after saying that, he now went on and he said, verse 33, he now said, verse 33, sir, he said, in the same way, in the same way, those of you who do not give up everything cannot be my disciple. Because they are supposed to take the wall to the enemy's gate. I know like at this junction normally as a, 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 a normal human be like Peter, he said, who will be saved? Because when Jesus said, go and sell everything and follow me, Master Jesus said, Peter said, nobody will be saved later that man you. <laughs> have you ever forgotten the story of the rich man? And Jesus now went to Mark chapter, let's go to Mark chapter, and Peter, Peter spoke up and said, we have left everything to follow you. Jesus said, I tell you, I, truly I tell you, no one who has left their home, brothers, sisters, mother and father and children or field for me and the gospel. Please note if you have left everything not for Jesus you are on your own. Ask God for mercy to just cancel the case or to cancel, you know. If it is because, you know, if you are assuming now by saying you have issue at work because you slap somebody and you want to sack you and you not quote this scripture. God will say, ah, how does that affect me? <laughs> you cannot answer because so many cases are falling into this crap, this trap. You have done things wrongly, and you are claiming you are for the sake of Christ. So please note that Jesus did not say for any reason. He said for my sake and the gospel. He said 
I, he said, will, will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present world and the world to come. But the challenge is what Peter said. Ah, yes, sir. We are giving everything, you know. Hey, I hope we are not going to. The fear in people's heart is if I release everything to God. What will become of me? If I give up these friends, where am I going to find new one? If I give up, you know, and he said something which I need to point out. He said, he said, a hundred for the brothers and sisters. He said, along with, he said, he said, you will receive brother homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields. That means, you know, businesses. Along with persecution. So that means that it's not that you would, you will receive it along with persecution. That is, persecution is a promise. <laughs> so when you say, persecution is part of divine promise. <laughs> I'll just say a little bit of something, just to, because I have people here who can testify to it. About four years ago, or was it four or five years ago, my mom sent a vision from Nigeria and said, tell Bayo to pray. And he said, ah, a time is coming. They will drag his name across London. This was five years ago. Tell him to pray where? I prayed, read the psalm. <laughs> two months later, she two months later. So she said on that message, God said it would happen. But I have told him ahead of time. <laughs> God is God is wonderful. Mama, Papa, Grandma called me one day. And mommy, <laughs> she called me one day at the heat of it. I was, I just spoke to you. I don't know what she called. She just called me for something that morning. So she noticed that my voice was. I literally burst into tears. I was just sobbing over the phone. See, oh God. <laughs> the only thing to me is that God has spoken ahead of her. But I won't lie to you, my brother and sister, it's not easy. <laughs> so what I'm saying that I prayed. In fact, there was a lady that came here about three years or four years ago. She came here and she called me out there. He said, Ah. He said, you are going to go through a lot. They wire you. <laughs> I was like, ah, he said, ah, you don't understand. Now. But just pray for strength. <laughs> what I'm saying is that there's some things, no matter how much you try to avoid, you will never be able to 
But the joy in these things is that the Bible says, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. I'm just saying that to you because I wanted to put a practical example, not talking about any particular issue. I'm just saying as a practical example that even after God said, I was happy, my life was enjoying, tell him. <laughs> I, I'm saying that because my mom is here, my papa is here. So, you know, they, they, they don't know what, what, what I'm talking about. God bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, what I'm saying is that persecution is a promise. So, when you are asking God for his promises, know that persecution will be added to it. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, as you, as you, you know, Auntie Yemi was saying, if it is job you are believing God for, if it's house, God will say, yes, God, uh, house will come, Hello. money will come, along with persecution. <laughs> it's part of packaging. Amen. So does this mean that the church will not be able to, will not, you know, if, if you decide to leave certain lives, ask, let's go to Acts, please. Just Acts chapter 5. The Bible says, a great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about this event. The Bible says that the apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers, believers who used to meet together in Solomon's and the Bible says, no one dared to join the church. Even though they were highly regarded among the people, nevertheless, I don't know, this thing is contradictory. The Bible says, people say, I don't want to join the church. Nevertheless, because of the draw of God, will be so strong. The Bible says, nevertheless, more men and women believed in the Lord and they were added to the church. They were hardened to the church. So as we look at these things, and as we come together as a church, she would understand that why Jesus now said, you know, where you gather, where two or more of you are gathered, whatever you decree. So when you are entering the church, have let your mind, your faith be at the highest peak because, so that is why in the CNS church, when the cross is coming across, it is such a revered time because what they are saying is the symbol of authority is walking past. Our time is gone. Just want to show you two scriptures and we will, we will, we will pray. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20. The Bible says that, the Bible says, he exa- when he exerted the, when he raised, sorry, he was talking about power, when he raised Jesus from the dead and he sits and, and seated him at the right hand in heavenly realm, far above all rule, all all, all, all all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and everything that is in, 
sorry, every, every, so, sorry, and, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. And God has placed, and, and, and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him head over everything. Did you see that scripture? For the church. What he's saying is that Christ, the authority of Christ is reigning over everything and the trigger point is with the church. The trigger point is with the church. Amen. Let's just go to um, let's just go to last scriptures. First Peter chapter. Amen. Yeah. God bless you. The Bible says they wonder. This was prophet Elijah, Moses, and the rest. The Bible says they wondered what time or situation the spirit of Christ within them, within them was talking within them was talking about. When he told them in advance about the suffering of Christ, please read deep, and his glory afterward. What, what came after Jesus died? The church. The Bible says that they were told that their messages were not for themselves. So Elijah was receiving messages. Isaiah was receiving messages. The Bible says that they were told that these messages that you are receiving is not for you. The Bible says, but for themselves, but for you. The Bible says that now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is also wonderful that it is so wonderful that even angels are eagerly watching. Angels are surprised at what is going on. I know you find it hard to believe that. That's why the Sianet song says, I want to know she you one you. Basically, what they are saying is that you guys are taking places Basically, what he's saying is that there are you think, ah, this is the problem. You think that Elijah is better than you. But Elijah is looking at you and say, ah, these people have so much advantage. The Bible says even angels, ah, some of us, angels are, we are, they just, they just look at us, ah, now we live by Prayer, he will not pray. <laughs> They are beating me in the night. They are beating me in the morning. 
Hey, all these witches, all these wizards. This and this and this. Ah! And you are saying, oh God, so if you can give me power like Elijah. Elijah, you see? Ah! Ah! <laughs> can you not read your Bible? If only you know you have more than I have. That is why I believe the song that says "A John Basically, you would you will not be able to talk. When Elijah say, "Ah, me, Jesus did not die for me. You, Jesus died. I, I wait for the Holy Spirit to come on me. You, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And you are here saying, eh, ah, you know, you know." My own life is difficult because I don't have power like Elijah. Somebody say, which of the Elijah? If Elijah will appear and say, excuse me, sir, <laughs> point of correction. <laughs> you had more opportunity than I did. Even Jesus said, you will do more. As exciting as that statement is, the trouble needs is that the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. So, when you read the book of Elijah and the rest, that's why the Bible says they are written for our example. What is example? When you go to class, they give you example so that when you have your own issue, you can replicate what the example is. Amen. Amen. So as we gather as a church, as we, you know, as we come to the place of prayer as a church, I want you to come to the place of prayer with that <laughs> understanding that we are about to, we are converging. The symbol of authority has moved on. Christ is in our midst. So whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we lose on earth is losing them. So no matter the situation, no matter issues going on around, when we gather and we say, by laughing, this is what we want. Jesus said, when you gather, I, the symbol of authority, will stand there. I don't want us to lose sight of what the church is. It is good to dance. It is good to share meat pie. It is good to do all that kind of things. But if the understanding of the church, that's why Paul said to Timothy, he said, I am delayed. He said, but I am writing you that you ought to know how you ought to behave in the church. Amen. Amen. Let us rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.